Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of quarantine. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Shar. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. Boing. Uh, we're really happy to bring this conversation to you, um, especially during this time. We sit down with two of my old friends that I met in Guatemala, Anna Mangelsdorf and Lizzie Nahum. Uh, respectively in Germany and Israel. <laughs> and I can't stress enough how grateful we are to them. Uh, our call-in was at 2.30 a.m. for uh, Anna and 3.30 a.m. for Lizzie. So uh, I, I can't believe that they were even able to hold a sentence together, let alone share such really beautiful sentiments with us. So uh, we'll see you on the other end. Aaron and, and Lizzie have met, but this is uh, Aaron's first time meeting Anna. And just for a quick little backstory, we all met in Finca Ishabel, which is this farm in um, Paptun, Peten, Guatemala. And we just all... <laughs> As you do. Yeah and, yeah. and we and we just fell in love with the place, the the magic of the land. We fell in love with each other mm -hmm. as friends. And, and thankfully that was 10 years ago. Wow. And um, yeah, and, and we're still, we're still hanging out today. So, you know, every time I have a chat with you guys, I always leave it feeling really good about, <laughs> about uh, the state of the world. And I love hearing your perspective. And, and, you know, I want to stress, we're not here talking because we're experts in any way, you know, you guys are us just born in another country. And, and I think, you know, maybe a few years later, Anna, but, um, you know, I, I just, <laughs> you're I already calling me out, calling yeah, people out. All right. Older than us. We're all older than her anyway. Um, but I just think, you know, it's hard to see things from a different perspective when you're in the thick of it. So just really excited to have this conversation with you guys. And, and, um, I, I mean, where to start, <laughs> I guess, uh, I wanted to throw out some stats about uh, coronavirus right now. So as of today in the, in the States, we have 1.93 million cases and 111,000 deaths. Um, and in Germany, you guys have 185,000 cases and 8,763 deaths. And in Israel, you guys have 17,562 cases and 291 deaths. Granted, the United States is a lot bigger obviously, but just, you know, these numbers are, are frightening and, and both of your countries have now kind of stepped out of the shelter in place and you're kind of easing back into um, some sort of normalcy, right? Mm -hmm. So like, like Anna, if you, if you want to start, like, what is your opinion of how your country has dealt with this situation? Well, at first, I have to say we are a rich country. <laughs> so um, our neighbors, for example, they made the lockdown like for real. So they didn't go out and they didn't have like the permission like we had like to go out to have a walk or whatever. Even Spain and Italy, they were like very like strong and did all this um, um stuff and uh, in germany well we were shocked and uh, but we were not forced to stay at home so i was like uh, what is actually going on here so i knew i couldn't well i was actually planning to go to guatemala this year but i couldn't fly out so i realized okay 
it's actually a bigger problem, you know. But uh, well, so the stores got like small stores got closed, but the supermarket were still open, and uh, you were allowed to go outside, uh, but uh, not with many people. But if it, nothing really happened, so it was just uh, like uh, you have to be aware about the situation and please handle like this. So I think it's uh, always a difference if you grow up in the, if you live in a rich country or not, because uh, our hospitals are um so we have so many hospitals so you you someone is taking care of you or you someone is there who can take care of you and it's uh, not like in other countries yeah so mm -hmm. yeah it was actually quite a luxury lockdown right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah well it's mm -hmm. also nice to have a president that believes in science yeah. it is a scientist <laughs> herself you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know your, your thoughts on, on Angela Merkel, but I mean, I definitely feel like her response was a lot better than ours, but th that's not saying much, I guess. <laughs> Considering True we did. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lizzie, what, what about you? I mean, I know that when we talk about this, we always say like Israelis are used to pandemics and, and oh, there's another issue that we have to deal with. It, it's just kind of like mm -hmm. in your nature to have, okay, what's going on? And, and this is how we deal with it. And I, I feel like you're really good at listening to what needs to be done at, as a people. Is, is that your opinion? Yeah. In Israel, we always alert. There is all, always emergency cases, like always something happening because the security around us is always fucked up. And so when this Corona thing happened and the prime minister came to the uh, public and said, okay, listen, we have to do one, two, three, four, five. So everybody did it because they know in emergency times, we have to listen uh, to what they tell us. And we're not rich like German, but <laughs> we know how to handle mm -hmm. stuff. And exactly. we were laughing about it, Angela, about <laughs> like uh, how you in the U.S., we compared you to emergency uh, time in Israel than in the U.S., like in mm -hmm. the movies. Mm -hmm. yeah. We talked about it. We were laughing about that. Um, <laughs> no, but in Israel, we always alert. So when they said something bad is going to happen, so boom, everything will close. Like uh, nobody can get into the country and get out of the country. So, and we didn't give, give a fuck about anybody else. Like, okay, countries will be upset about us and we, won't, we don't want to get them inside of Israel. But no, nobody's getting inside, nobody's getting outside. And this is why we have only like 230 something dead. Mm -hmm. And there, most of them are like really old people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really at risk. Yeah, I feel like the US, I feel like we deal with things like a spoiled toddler. Like... Because we've never really had to deal with, in our lifetime, any war on our land. Um, and so we're just like so spoiled. We don't understand the severity of issues. We want to make everything political. Everything, everybody's trying to do something against me. And it, it's so selfish. And I feel like because, you know, your, your country, and I, I don't know if you agree with this as well, Anna, um, have had to deal with a lot of these things in your own lifetime, you're a lot more sensitive to things and you're a lot less selfish when it comes to the betterment of everyone as a whole. Yeah, but you know, usually we, uh, we deal with like other countries, not with the diseases. 
it's different. It's also different for us. And we have a lot of like arguments about it in Israel because it's like really, really different. But still, they are, we are very trying to fit to the, you know, emergency. The rules, yeah. The rules. So you did have people kind of rebelling, but they, they yeah. weren't taking to this. They, actually, they did, they did protest the stay at home, did they? Yeah, yeah, we have, we always have, even in wars, we have people protesting about uh, the government, like, if we having, like, if we uh, bombing Gaza, we have Israelis that protest against it, so also against the, the disease, against the rules that uh, the Prime Minister decided to do. We always mm -hmm. do that, and I like that, and it's very important that we can criticize the government, and we can say, no, you are wrong. Maybe you think you're trying to say that everything is you have to do this but we don't have to do that so it's, like, it's very healthy mm -hmm. for... well on the topic of protesting I'm, I'm glad that that we're turning to this because both israel and germany have stood um alongside the u.s and, and protested against uh the brutal murders that are happening and the racism that's going on in this country uh israel and and germany are among the countries in this world that have held protests i think the largest one outside of the u.s was actually in hamburg anna it was uh oh, 4500 nice. people um so yeah. so we really need that we really need that unity from from other countries as well to 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 keep, give, give us strength and, and keep the momentum going but I, i wanted to talk deeper about this issue of of racism and, and systemic racism and specifically coming from your perspectives, Anna, we can, we can start with you. Um, you know, World War II, Nazi Germany was not that long ago. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I, I want to know from your perspective, like how are you taught about what it was a, as a kid and how do you think Germany has been able to move on from that if, if it has? A big question. So I was thinking about it already. How did I grow up with this and how did I get educated? And um, I came to to the end. I got educated in school about the Second World War. And um, but uh, very early you got like the feeling that uh, you are actually guilty. And so I, I remember I was very young, maybe like 12 or maybe a little older. I don't know. And you opened like the history book in the lesson and uh, um, it was always about the Jews. They were not like, it was like uh, there were Nazis and there were Jews. And I was always like, okay, so Germans are actually, there were Nazis, all of them. And okay, some good uh, people were living in this time, whatever. But I opened the history book and the, one of the first uh, pictures was like um, a lot of corpse. Like, uh, I don't know what uh, concentration camp it was, but that was like a very, very hard moment because I felt like as a child, as I was, I felt guilty for, for actually for, for the stuff my, the generation before did. And uh, I tried to talk to, to my grandmother. I had a grandmother, just a grandmother. I tried to talk to her, but she never talked about it. And... Um, I, I, I grew up and when I was like um, maybe 18, 19 actually, well, we went to a concentration camp. Maybe we went to, I think, I think we went to thousands of concentration camps. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the first video was always like very like, oh, oh shit, uh, this world, like Germany is like the worst country on earth. And um, 
it's uh, the worst thing that can happen to you to be German because uh, you you are uh, violent and uh, racist and uh, whatever. That was like my thinking, like, okay. And I never actually met a Jew, Jewish person, never. <laughs> but I felt like um, um, they hate us. And uh, for sure, they it's totally okay that they hate us. And um, yeah, then I went traveling and I met Lizzie and she was laughing awesome. I heard like the worst jokes about like, I don't know, whatever. And I was like, are you allowed to laugh about it? I never, I never did this. I, are you I was, serious? Like, that oh, was wow. the first time yeah. you met a, that was yes. the first time was at Finca? Yes. <gasps> wow. Yes. Okay. So we went, uh, yeah. No, no, continue and I will tell it later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so then I realized, okay, for sure, it's um, the history of my country. But uh, what I missed actually in all the education was um, to, to realize that um, the people around me, like old people, were involved in it. So they, some of them do still live. And... Um, it was very hard for me to like to 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 figure out. Okay, uh, in history they talk about like this old Germany, uh, like it existed, and um, now it's a new Germany because um, well after the war we got like separated and I grew up in the GDR, but not I grew up in the GDR. My parents did grew up in the GDR, so they had their own history again. And when I was born, uh, we had no wall anymore in the country. But I got educated of uh, as well of old teachers, and um, sometimes I was just thinking, "What the hell are they actually teaching me? I don't get it." And now I realize, okay, it's a huge history. So it's the Second World War, then you have the GDR, then you have the whole Germany again, and and I totally understand that it's very hard to 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 actually educate. So, um, but they somehow they did a good job and well some still don't get it but uh well yeah go back to the traveling if i wouldn't have to, if i wouldn't go uh like if i didn't yeah if i didn't go to to uh wouldn't have go whatever to guatemala i would like i would never feel like uh like not guilty actually yes hmm. yeah wow that's crazy that adds a whole new layer to that trip that we actually never talked about yeah i don't love that story i don't love the history obviously Mm -hmm. but i love that you just pointed out which is something that i learned later in life i guess i don't know um with angie's help too just like knowing that travel is really important um not only in your history but in other people's history um Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna start crying Go ahead, Ange. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, go ahead. It's so, it's so incredibly important, but it's also, I know, a privilege that people yes. can travel. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone can get a passport. Not everyone can get a driver's license here in the mm-hmm. States. I, 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 I'm going to say that because it's true. But I, if you are privileged enough to travel, it's so important to just be outside your comfort zone. Um, I know I certainly was in Israel. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, I can speak to that, but I'm so glad I went, um, because you can't believe everything you see in TV on TV. You can't believe everything you read in books, history books, our history books in the U S. Um, Mm -hmm. and you have to go outside and meet other people, even if it's in different States, 
-hmm. all make assumptions about other people and you just can't. So I, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, you, you said it's, it's hard, it's a hard thing to teach, but I also think the fact that you were taught about it is the important mm -hmm. lesson, right? Like we weren't taught, we were barely taught anything about slavery. If a anything. A, maybe a chapter, maybe. Yeah, on Martin Luther King, you know, right. and that's it. And, but we weren't taught anything about it. And, and, you know, maybe in Germany, you guys are a lot more extreme in the other direction. Maybe it was just shoved down your throat. You said, you know, your field trips were at concentration camps and things like that. So, you know, that's the other extreme, but at least you knew, you knew what exactly. happened. You knew why it was wrong. That mm -hmm. was never the question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and that's our problem is that we're never taught anything about it. So how we're bound to keep repeating it until we have these important conversations, you know? Um, and, mm. and, and Lizzie, what is your perspective? I mean, but, but I have to say, um, yeah. but, but the, like for right now, for example, they, we have like, uh, again, like, uh, 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 like, how does it say a uh, party? A, a racist party again and they are strong and I'm mm -hmm. very confused because actually we should learn out of the history but they say mm -hmm. you know you we are not against the Jews we are just against the Muslims and I'm like what the fuck it's the same bullshit oh, it's the wow. same so yeah. it's the wow. fucking same bullshit so actually history um could um come back again mm -hmm. but uh, there are a lot of people with uh, with the standing so I'm going to smash their faces with words and love. <laughs> but, it's but it's happening again. So it's mm. happening. The voices got loud. And uh, mm. I remember in school that they said, uh, be careful about the people you don't, you can't hear. And now they got a voice and they are loud and they are stupidly loud. And this is actually freaking me out. And, but then I looked to, the, to your Trump country. I'm like, they're actually the most fucked up people, you know. They poor things, you know. So I'm sorry, but but uh, when I when I was uh, meeting a lot of Americans in, in Guatemala, I was like, wow, with the education system of America is, I feel like quite fucked up because they were like a totally different educated than I was, and I'm fucking privileged, I know. But I was so confused because it's such a huge country, and they uh, couldn't couldn't tell me something about their history actually. And I was like, ah, that's crazy. That's very crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Okay, so on your trip, you learned, you met a great Israeli friend and then you met stupid <laughs> Americans. <laughs> yeah, they, that, that's all the education you needed right there. Jesus Christ. But I was very confused because I grew up with the thinking like, um, America, the whatever, richest country, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I didn't expect something like this. Uh, like, mm -hmm. uh, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sounding so arrogant. And I don't mean it like this. No, I was just, no, no, no. It's, it's not arrogant. Um, no. It's true. And, and that <laughs> reminds me, I was, I was traveling once and I met this girl. I think she was from Sweden or something. She was young. She was, you know, early 20s. And she was talking to me about politics she seriously knew more about American politics than I did. It was insane. And I was like, wow, you really follow American politics. And she said, I have to, you guys, you were the leaders of the world. What happens in the U S affects all of us. And that was, um, that was a, a powerful moment for me to hear this young, you know, 19, 20 year old girl from halfway across the world saying like, what happens in your country affects everyone in the world. 
And mm-hmm. so do you guys think that the U.S. is still a leader at this point? I mean, <laughs> if really we're just... Such no, a I, think, I think it's still a leader, but we're going down mm-hmm. because of Trump. Yep. Yeah, I think like we, Israel is very connected to the U.S. To the yeah. U.S. Mm-hmm. We are very connected. You like um, holding us, secure us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And and now I don't know. I'm talking about my opinion, how I see it, how my friends and my family, like my surrounding. You know, each one is a different opinion. I'm talking about myself and my surrounding, and and the way Trump look like and sound like not good at all we are like really afraid that the u.s is a very uh, big strong country that solve other people's like you know in the, i learned in the university that a student and my uh, lecturer told me that like uh, the u.s is like the grown up in the world and it's the one that like solve problems and now there is no one there is no grown-up in the world there is no grown-up now mm-hmm. something is wrong there is a child <laughs> there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some children would be a better president than yes yeah, there is no grown-up and we need a mm-hmm. grown-up for the u.s is like a how do you say like a, um, a leader of a not a leader like um a powerful yeah. they're powerful a powerful yeah that supposed to uh, control, help, secure other countries. And now it's... You know, as an American and a Californian and living in the Bay Area, maybe it's okay. Why? We don't have to be the leader because obviously we can't lead. And I think a lot of that was based on a lot of bullshit anyways. So Yes. And a lot of... um, a lot of false truths and a lot of uh, history that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh oh, I better be careful. Anyways, go ahead, Ange. Keep asking what? questions. <laughs> oh, Why? It's true. No, yeah, no. I mean, they're, they're both really good points. I mean, if the leader has the right intentions, you know, and, and then sure. But yeah, we can argue what were the intentions of our leaders in the past. You know, and, uh, uh, and you know, I, I love Obama, but he's right up there, too. You know, nobody has been perfect. There have no, been wars that have been started out of personal interest. Exactly. There, were, there were police killings under Obama. Yeah. Like, right. no one... And can... immigration. Immigration yes. was an issue under him as well, yep. so... Yep. Thank you to Angie's friends, uh, Anna and Lizzie. Uh, Anna was in Germany, Lizzie in Israel, uh, speaking with us um, about COVID-19 as well as um, Germany and how they dealt, uh, how they've dealt with the Holocaust in their history books and with uh, with the public. And um, I appreciate them uh, just staying up all night and talking with us because and it's not that an was pretty. No, and that was a pretty incredible. Uh, conversation I, I have to say so um yeah i think it was so good that it lasted for two episodes so right yeah <laughs> be on the lookout for part two 
uh, we're, we're going to drop that in a couple days and we're going to get into it, it, some more heavy stuff, but, um, but I think really important conversations and, and really appreciate uh, their outlook on things. Yeah, this is the shit that should be going on in DC, just saying. So don't don't worry, we're taking care of it, Trump. Right. Don't you no worry. Shit. These conversations, <laughs> these conversations matter and they change they make a difference. Yep. And they sure do. They've and they both give us examples of that. So Right. Yeah. In the meantime, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. Don't forget to sign up for that newsletter when you head to the website. We only send it out once a month. For behind-the-scenes footage and short clips of our interviews, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. It's brand spanking new. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at BFF.FM. boy yo 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 We are powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs>